0: The Man with Bands, Episode Two, coming live on March Fourteenth, Two Thousand and Twenty-One. How's everyone going? Hopefully. How it goes? How you doing, Mr. J. Bands?
1: Pretty good, pretty good, man. It's been a been a good day, nice day outside. Yeah. not you go get my? Uh...
0: Sounds sounds better than mine.
1: On oh, this daylight
0: savings oh my gosh oh. woke up late saw my clock said 12 p.m i was like oh check my phone it's one i'm like oh <laughs> wow <laughs> and i fell asleep early so that was something different
1: i know that's kind of what happened to us we watched it go from 159 to three and we were like damn it was past oh, our bedtime, last night, but now it's past our bedtime.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all lost an hour, but we get to be in the daylight for Same all day. day. Looks like looks like it's barely going down. 745. 745. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Coming out of Texas. So a lot of a lot of crazy news in the NFL, J band Some nice little Panther news too. Hopefully, he can tell me some Bronco news here soon. Ooh. Yes, Is Yes, sir. The one that we just got before uh,
1: going live was the one on oh. the man himself, Mr. Noodle Arm, Drew Brees. Mr. Noodle
0: Arm. I didn't think he would say it. but I've been saying it since last podcast episode.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, man. He So,
0: after 20 years, Drew Brees is done. Yeah. He ended with...
1: Uh, 80, about 80K, a little over 80K yards thrown. That is the
0: NFL That's a record.
1: That's the NFL record right now. Tom Brady's throwing uh, slightly above 79K. Oh. Yep.
0: Oh Almost wow. there.
1: But uh, Tom Brady's beating him with – Tom Brady has 581 TDs. Drew Brees ended with 571, so 10 more on him. Penn also has a ton more interceptions, 243 wow. interceptions. Tom,
0: 191. And then 15 years to this date is when he signed with the New Orleans Saints. So 15 years to this date, he retires completely from playing NFL football. He said he did not retire from the Saints, but he did retire from playing football. What so does that sound like to you? Sounds like he's going to take what you want Peyton Manning to do, be a quarterback coach. That's, <laughs> not, that's what it sounds like to me. He's going to take some kind of coaching opportunity with the Saints.
1: I know. I'm interested to see, like, QB coach, offensive scout, or just draft scout in general. So watch insane. him become a – watch him be offensive coordinator assistant. That'd be tight. Oh, wow. That'd be tight. See him draw up some plays.
0: I don't know how I feel being in the Panther Nation and – Seeing what's the coach name, Sean Payton?
1: Yeah,
0: Sean Payton and Drew Brees side by side together doing their little cover in their mouth. <laughs> oh man, I'd be like, Look at these freaking guys! I can't believe it.
1: Zebra Fire 83 cost nine on the wire. Go for it. Yep, <laughs> yeah, I
0: can't imagine seeing that two times a year. I'd be, I'd be disgusted. <laughs> no, no offense. But keep pounding, always and forever. Let's
1: see. Man, I'm I'm actually pulling for uh, what what's his name, the uh, Hill. Is it Taysom Hill on the? Yeah, I'm kind of pulling for him, man. He's been trying to stick it through before the Saints, trying to get that starting spot. Mm, he's usually that Wildcat though. He could, they use him as special teams, as a running back, as a QB. I think he's even caught it a few
0: times. Why that angers pretty- me. It angers me that you cannot draft this guy on DraftKings as a tight end or something. It's always quarterback. It's like, man, this guy catches the ball like half the time. He runs with it. He does it all. He's a he's a he's a character right there, man.
1: Yeah, that's a long deal. That kind of what does that seem like to you, uh, Jason James Winston? He's not going to be
0: part of him no more. I believe he's a free agent as we speak right now. He, oh, you know, that's true. I, I heard he's that. one of the free agents right now on the market, but who knows with these free agents if they're going to re-sign with the team that they've been on. You just from, never know,
1: man. There's too many good free agents
0: right now. There's 101. 100. 101, they had a list on it. Gosh, and man. That's not even all of them either, so that's just 101 key free agents that might be on the list for people. Like, right yes. now, which I like the most is Patrick Peterson. I like it. Dan Arnold tied in with, mm-hmm. yeah, with the Arizona Cardinals. 26 years old, pretty young. I would like mm-hmm. that dude as a tight end for us.
1: Okay, I see something different playing out, but I'll, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll give you that a little later. I'll then see. you have John U. Smith, Kenny Galladay. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Galladay's, so, Galladay's good. He, yeah. I like him more did. than John Brown. I think they're about the same age at 31 years old.
1: You, you like them more than uh, Curtis Samuels? Uh, yes. <laughs> I yeah. actually do. I actually <laughs> Damn, do. I didn't expect that.
0: No, no disrespect to you, Curtis. I had to say that closely to the mic. No disrespect <laughs> to you, Curtis. But I like receivers <laughs> that are just going deep, going – 15 yards, slants, then doing some plays with some trickery. I don't, I don't really – I'm not a yeah big fan of it, but, I mean, it's
1: – hey, But it's all about how you use it, too. It's all about the system. So, if they use Curtis Samuel in different ways, the Panthers would be even more successful with them. But, you know.
0: 25 years old, free agent.
1: it's yeah. a good spot. He's been I with think the Panthers up, for
0: actually. a few years, so – like I said, there's always there's these key agent free free agents that I just see them re-signing back with the team.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, another you were talking about a lot of these free agents see if they'll come back to their team. Another one that I found out today, uh, Aaron Jones, running back, Green Bay Packers. Oh, he signed a pretty nice deal, four year deal for 48 million. It's pretty nice for a lot of people. I saw were like they're not gonna sign back. Nah.
0: I heard, I heard he could. He would have took way more money if he mm-hmm. went with any other team, but he really wanted to re-sign with the Green Bay Packers. So they're going to be doing some some good things out there. And we'll, he said, "I'm
1: going to get a ring within these Knicks before uh, before he
0: retires." Speaking of four-year deals. The man got bands. Jay Bands. We talked about the last podcast. Had a lot of many yes men to feed <laughs> over here. Hey, we've been rolling with you. We want more money. Take the money, please. <laughs> Dak Prescott, I knew it. four year, a hundred and twenty-six milli. Supposedly I got informed by Jay Benz that if he completes his job requirements, he will get up to 160 million. That's right. And okay. on top of that, for everybody who's not seeing this, who's listening, hopefully you can you can listen to this. I'm gonna write my name right here. Hector Montoya Jr. I got no bands off of that. But Mr. Dak himself, sixty-six million, guaranteed, just to sign his name on that That's contract. A signing bonus. That's a lot of bands. <laughs> the man uh, has bands. So Mr. J Bands, the man got bands. Do you, did you see that happen? Did you see him not getting franchise tagged, just getting the whole deal? And if you did see this deal coming. Is he worth it?
1: I know I saw this thing. The reason why I said I, I didn't think he'd get signed with another team. I saw this like it was almost like a, a meme with text on it. It had just had Jerry Jones looking all crazy. And he said, If there's anybody who ever took advantage of me for my money, I'm glad it's Dak and I said, <laughs> 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 So I, I don't know, man. I saw I was like at that point I was like, Yeah, he's gonna stay with Dallas. But then I was thinking like he just came off an injury and a franchise tag.
0: How focused is he going to be for the season, 2021 to 2022 season? Just gave off of yeah. a, a season-ending injury.
1: But, but the problem with that is, though, now, like, how much cap space is that? Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and Omari Cooper. Like, just those three players on offense, like, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of cap space taken up. Man, they don't have offensive line. But I don't know, I kind of predicted as soon as I saw uh, Eric Fisher get cut from the Chiefs, I was like, "That man's a Cowboy, he already signed the papers, I bet.
0: When would you say they lost that line? Because for years, was, there are. The best. Yeah, ever since uh, Zeke got in there. Yeah. That dude started doing crazy numbers first, what, two seasons? Mm-hmm. He said, because he had a line, you can, anybody can, it do not even have to be Zeke, can be any running back back there and they're just beasting it so when did they lose this line I don't yeah I don't I'm not too
1: sure as far as injuries go and if they lost any key Pacific offensive linemen but definitely in this year I feel like this last season 2020 season I felt like we just saw it just because like but a big part of that though is I was thinking maybe just the O-line certain areas got exposed because Dak was out because the first, what was it, five, the first handful of games when Dak was in, Zeke was killing it also. Dak comes out and then they they can just rush that extra man. They're like, what's this ginger gonna do?
0: No. Red extra man. The Red Rocket.
1: Red yeah, Rocket so. had high
0: expectations. I had high expectations for the Red Rocket. I even had this random job at a drug testing facility. <laughs> <laughs> can't say Can't say the, the name right now. Screw it. I'm gonna say it took a pit stop at the peter gazing business <laughs> ain't really ain't really happy about it it was a weird weird stop but there is a lady in there big old <laughs> freaking cowboy fan and i'm telling you these cowboy fans be wildin. i thought i was gonna get my head ripped off because i was like he's actually a good quarterback andy dalton Red <laughs> Rocket, they call him, because that guy can throw some bombs. That's
1: just so sound right. Something about that just <laughs> doesn't
0: <laughs> I don't know if you're talking about Mr. Andy or you're talking about the Peter Gazing business, but we're going to say it was Mr. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound good at all. So, yeah, I had high praises for this guy. I even told, told the lady, like, yo, this guy's going to do good. He might take out the playoffs since, I mean, that division itself is like one of the weirdest divisions I've seen this year. Everybody really losing, was. some people tying, barely had like what, fucking six wins and some dudes are in first place. Like what is this? Giants, Eagles.
1: Yeah. It was weird.
0: Flopping around. Oh, it was weird. It was weird. So yeah, he played his first game and he just got demolished. It was it was sad. I went back to work and she was like, What happened to this red rocket you talking about? Like, <laughs> uh <laughs> that boy got hit every play type shit. I'm sorry to say, but looks like y'all are just booty.
1: That's what I'm saying. Just Dax out, they could just stack the box, which hurts which hurts the team's numbers, or it could, you know, if the offensive line doesn't hold up and they did, so that kind of means to me. The offensive line didn't hold up, but I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. I think they're going to get somebody like Eric Fisher and who knows.
0: We'll see. I feel Ooh. like they might have
1: stacked their offensive line this season, but some of the mock drafts, I see them going for, like, some cornerbacks and stuff, but I don't know Dallas' structure like that, so I don't know how
0: much I can even speak on it. Yeah, because that is a lot of money, $126 yeah. million to mm. one guy That's some yeah. – I mean, there's some cowboy fans that praise this guy. It's Dex the man, and there's some cowboy fans like one of my buddies that just ain't behind this guy. No, at why? All. Why? Just they just don't see greatness in this quarterback so far. Mm. Supposedly, it was a smart move. They can't they can't deny it was a smart move because it did show the type of captain that he was on the offensive part of the side, but. Yeah, just some people like me, that like, I still don't believe he can throw bombs. I feel like he can't throw over maybe 45 yards while you see some other dudes just slinging it. Like you have Patrick Mahomes out there throwing 50 yarders while being parallel to the ground. Like, what, what is that compared to this guy who will have a few seconds to pass? He's and like then... a big guy, too, doesn't he? Was that? Yeah, he kind of looks like a big dude to me. Yeah, NFL. he is pretty, pretty like you know built. At wild. first, I used to call him the the great value Cam Newton back when Cam was still at the Panthers. It's at six two, so I believe that's about average.
1: Yeah,
0: average quarterback height. Speaking of a,
1: uh, speaking of your boy Cam Newton, you, mm-hmm. you saw he signed a deal, a one year deal. I think it was seven million with the Pats.
0: Yeah, back back two years with the Pats, first year, first, or no, I'm saying this past season, this season. So, Mm. yeah, this past season, that boy became number 32 in the league. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) I believe there's only 32 teams in the league. So the first quarterback of the season, this past season, was Cam Newton, and half of that, I don't know if it's just how he texts. (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know if he can't read the the playbook right you know what i mean he sees x's and o's but he wants to see apostrophes and exclamation points with hashtag marks or something on it maybe it might be easier for him i have to talk to bill about that like yo (laughs) encrypts the book better. (laughs) the first cam newton book out oh my gosh the first cam newton playbook i don't hate to see that yeah, I saw that. I saw that he was practicing with trash cans because he's trying <laughs> to make sure he ain't <laughs> trash by seeing trash every day. Which is, I don't know. Last time, last time I ever hear people working out with trash bins is uh, soccer players. That's how they get their passing up. Maybe he's on a But they're passing with their feet, shooting into a trash mm-hmm. bin. And this guy's over here. Throwing into trash. Maybe bins. you should just try to kick the football to the wide receiver's hands. <laughs> <laughs> is that legal? <laughs> just funding it? <laughs> I have There's no, no idea. I have no idea if that's legal, but. Who lost?
1: What's your thoughts? Who lost that deal? Pats or Cam Newton? I mean, it's only seven mil.
0: Yes. Um, and then Bill is behind Cam saying that's our quarterback. Just like Matt Rule. Went all in and said, We are behind Teddy. Mm. He's, a, he's handling all these speculations like an adult. He unfollowed Carolina Panthers, oh. but he did not unfollow me. <laughs> so he's over there talking to Teddy, which made me think that this Watson, Carolina news ain't going to happen. I just believe that we're going to be all in for Teddy. I've, for some reason, good move or no i see it's i mean i enjoy teddy like i said i gave him up to week 11 and that's when i started Mm. questioning if is it teddy or is it this coach might be both but at the same time that's my quarterback i ain't mad at him to me i like him more than cam just because like this guy can pass i ain't gonna lie like no no disrespect cam but when you overthrow wheel routes (laughs) Just a wheel route. This guy is five yards to your right. How would you overthrow this guy by throwing it high in the air, making him jump, and then getting him tackled? Had to see that a few times with CMC. Um, but
1: is a uh, so another big thing I was wondering about too, though, since you talked about Watson, is you think? Uh, I see a few trades that the Texans made this week. You think they're going to try to keep Watson happy and try to go the distance with him, or what do you see with that? They picked up an offensive lineman and, as well, Mark Ingram.
0: Mm. Uh, I believe they're going to go all in, man. I I believe Watson is going to stay a Texan for sure.
1: I've seen a lot of mock drafts with the the Panthers taking a QB. I think it was Trey Lance and uh, Justin Fields, but I don't know how – well, I, it all depends on if, if they get drafted earlier or not, but I kind of think that was different.
0: Yeah, I saw that we're uh, projected to trade up with the Falcons for Trey Lance. After I got that Matt Rule little interview, I was like, we're all in with Teddy. I mean, we, we usually draft a quarterback every draft that doesn't even stand there. And then I see a lot of speculations over Trey Lance saying that he's pretty mm-hmm. good. I believe the dude's only 20 years old. And on top of that, I'd be seeing that he, he uh, used his legs this sick past college. Yeah, sick with it. He just used his legs over and over. And I don't think that would translate to the NFL. There's too much power, too much speed on the defensive ends. Not a Lamar Jackson 2.0? The... <laughs> I just don't believe in Mr. Lamar. I, I just can't see it. I, I don't I don't know. Nothing about break. like he just does. They just do that Madden stuff where my passing ain't working. <laughs> Roll so, out twenty yards. Trying to yeah, run. let me rush over twenty yards. Let me do it by myself. But then they have them good plays where they do complete a bomb, which is like the Madden stuff. You know, you have them one or two plays. You, <laughs> you complete the bombs and they get there. So, the so yeah. like. Teddy, where Teddy's over here trying consistently to pass, and Mm -hmm. then, like, when he does see the opening for a touchdown, he takes it, like, God willing, he doesn't get hurt again because I believe that's what he got hurt with one time was with his knee rushing in. Um, Mm -hmm. So just seeing that from a dude that's been injured compared to these youngins that rely on that just to make something happen, I just... I don't know. I, I'm I'm leaning more towards the dude that's injured that sees an opening for it compared to the youngin, which you can do that any play. You can have plays like him had a like quarterback sneaks and zones to the right, stuff like that compared to Teddy where like, oh snap, everyone's covered. Oh, there's an opening, I'm gonna take it. And then he makes something out of nothing compared to everybody making just run plays just because they they know they have the speed and they know they can outrun this guy. But a Trey Lance, twenty year old, I don't know if he can do that. In the I, I watched his pro. Did you get a chance to watch his pro day? Mm. I just saw the highlights, like the same highlight over and over, saying that's his best throw he's done all day. But I saw that he went like, was it like? <laughs> 67 out of 68 or something like that. I'm not quite sure what that number
1: Yeah, is. I mean, he, he looked good throwing it. I watched it. There's something like the Denver Broncos went to his pro day, George Payton, our GM. There's like something like 30 teams out of the 32 teams. Yeah, I mean, one the Panthers were one
0: of them. we had a huh? little highlight. Yeah, they had a little article on it, but like I said, I didn't really – click. I don't really watch college ball, so I yeah. just usually wait the draft day and then I'd be seeing the highlights while they get drafted. I'd be like, wow, that guy's good, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I, I've i been kind of watching a little tape here and there. Uh, for you guys, uh, since you didn't watch too much, and you know I'm not even super educated on college, but I was watching some interviews and I was watching some clips – and so, and then when I was talking with you, thinking, like, the consistency with Teddy, they're going to keep him. So then I was all looking at it, and they said this man, when he gets drafted, they said, if you want to draft a guaranteed Hall of Fame player, you're going to draft this man, Kyle Pitts, the tight end.
0: Oh, yes, sir. Yeah,
1: and I saw that, and I was like, damn. Would
0: you, would you take that round one, a tight end, round one? I was, I was talking to my, my great friend, Keith. Shout out to Keith. Hopefully you're listening to this episode two of the podcast, but I was telling them that I don't think we're going to draft. Because I, I see the mock drafts, they have a lot saying that we're going to trade some picks for the number four pick with the Falcons getting Trey Lance. After I found out that we're all in with Teddy, I'm like, I don't think we're going to get a quarterback anymore. I honestly believe we're gonna draft Kyle Pitts, maybe.
1: I just because I
0: feel like we've been lacking on a tight end since Greg Olson Lee. He's nice. He and is. uh or I was thinking they're just gonna last year we just drafted nothing but defense. That was it. Defensive picks, the whole rounds, the All whole of draft. Life. Yes sir. No. That's crazy. That's just defense. I feel like this one is going to be helping the line. I don't know why. There's just something in me saying we're finally going to draft some good linemen, build that line how I want to see it. I don't know how they want to see it because if I work for organization, I mean, I would too. But what I see every time I watch the Panthers play is that line is a little bit weak. It's just we have some good notable tackles, but – I just I can see us just building around Teddy. He's here till the 2023 season, I believe. So mm-hmm. I can just see uh, a lineman getting picked first round or Kyle Pitts. But I was talking to Keith saying, I think we might draft Kyle Pitts because I got these breaking news from Mr. Jay Vance himself saying, a future Hall of Famer in the tight end position. And he told me that that's just a waste of a pick. Just
1: the tight end position or just because of Kyle Pitts?
0: Just the tight end position in the first round.
1: Yeah. We went with Noah Fant in the uh the same year Drew Locke got drafted. Uh-huh. In the first round, Denver went with that Noah Fant guy. You see kind of how that's played out. Like, he's he's been a good player, but he did get injured. But Last
0: time we drafted a first-rounder that was, like, like, in the offensive scheme of it. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed to see what happened to him.
1: He, he got Cam Newton?
0: We got Harrison Butker. First time ever drafting a kicker in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> dang, I didn't, I didn't expect his laugh, but it made me laugh. God dang it. I Sweet. just want to know, like, what was, what was going on in the
1: Panthers organization? And to be like, you know, Kyle Butler. I like the way he kicks.
0: You can be really Harrison at the Butker, bro. This guy just had the kicking name to me. I was like, Harrison Butt Kerr. Okay. At the same time, we got Graham Gano, which just got released by the Giants. Also, just FYI, Graham. You still blocked me on Twitter. I'm still blocked on this guy's Twitter because I, 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 I say this heavily. You can have the greatest stats ever as a kicker. You can have these great stats. But when it comes to crunch time and you have the chance to just win the game with your kick, that's all you're there for is <laughs> to kick. You ain't got a punt. You, you might have to do an onside kick from here and there. But to get three points on the board, bro, that's what you're there for. So I got blocked from this guy's Twitter because every time he missed a game winner, ooh, bars, I would just just blow this guy up. Like, bro, what is your deal, dude? You're there for just to get three points on the board, man. You're going to get iced? It's freaking 2019. You're going to get iced, bro? That still works? What is this? like? So we draft this Harrison Booker first round. Didn't give this guy a chance because we had a Graham, Mr. Choke Artist, Gano, which a lot of Panther fans might give me a lot of hate for because a lot of people love Cam. They love Graham. I don't know if it's the Ams, but they love these guys. Now we have Joey Sly, who is like one of the swollest kickers in the league. But on top of that, Harrison Butker went to the Chiefs. How much points did the Chiefs put up at the Super Bowl? I believe nine points. All nine came from Harrison Bucker. The dude we drafted in the first round did not give a chance to even play. (laughs) We have this guy still. We ain't got to worry about a kicker. We ain't got to worry about a Joey Sly getting a new deal. We ain't got to worry about Graham Gano's choke artist. We just got to worry about the, the the kicker himself that has kicker in his name. Maybe they're Parker. hoping
1: he'd be like that Pac Muffet guy. That's his name. When he kicked in. Pat it, McAfee? Yeah, McAfee, uh, where he lit up that dude. Maybe they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be that guy for us. <laughs> that guy, that guy is so, uh, also, also a wrestler for NXT.
0: for NXT. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, so with Kyle Pitts, first round, tied in. Mm -hmm. he says that's a waste of a pick i just -hmm. think of harrison butker first round ever drafting a kicker
1: don't even give him a chance
0: then he goes yeah exactly exactly which also comes to these quarterbacks to me that we draft we had cam and then well that was like the only kicker that i mean the only quarterback that we gave a shot to was first round cam newton but everybody else I mean we give them a, a few shots here and there and they don't really, there's, there's a lot they, don't of really they don't they there's don't, don't really go through QB. with it. This I QB
1: mean. class is like a different breed, I feel like, man. And I think the dark horse is like mark my words, right here, right here. I think the dark horse is Mac Jones. I think he's gonna be the next Tom Brady. People say he's the worst out of the top prospect QBs. He lacks arm strength and speed, mobility. What I've been saying, I was like, I don't know. Tom Brady never had any of that, really. And then, you know, it goes on to something else, but just so you know, right here, Mac Jones, he's going to be great. Mac Jones. We'll I'm come right back and with we'll Mac. flip
0: this someday and then put this in a video. So Mac Jones. Future Tom Brady. According yeah, we'll to see. Bands himself. So the so man has bands, right? I think so. So what would you do if they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater? Like, say,
1: Teddy Bridgewater, two first-round picks, two second-round picks for that man Watson that everybody's raving about. Would you take that or not? Nah?
0: Hmm. Hmm. And We trade to the Texans. Teddy for Deshaun and give up a few picks. That's it.
1: Two first-rounders and then two second-rounders at least, yeah. There's there's more that are, like, a lot of the, the, the examples I've seen, there are more than that, but just as an example, because I feel like that's a lot, me personally. That, that is a be, lot. That could be a future player two years in a row that could be great for you guys. You know, it's always a risk, but I think you get it. Would you take that?
0: Depends on how much money they would have to do that for. Because I believe we're already at how much? Let's see. Uh, hopefully, I got this written down. Uh huh. 29.8 million in cap space as we speak. After we got mm. CMC and mm. Shaq, Ta- Shaq Thompson's reconstructed deals, we placed okay. Taylor Moat on. We thought we did it. I said it on episode one. I believe we're gonna do it. Taylor Moulton got a franchise tag getting them a guaranteed thirteen point seventy five mil. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed on that one. So depending on how much money we would have to give up for Deshaun if we did, if we did it and we just had to give up some picks, I think I would take that. Yeah,
1: now now that you're saying all that stuff out loud, now now that I know sp- Facts that, that doesn't sound like y'all could afford them to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> you calling the broke boys, you hear that? I just got called broke boys by Mr. J. Benz. No, I believe him. 29.1 in cash space.
1: Okay, well, how about here, here's one more scenario for you. So to go with Teddy Bridgewater, all right? Yep, Juju Smith, ooh, in exchange for Curtis Samuel and a second rounder.
0: How would you do that in a ah that hurts? That hurts a little bit. 25 years, Curtis Samuel, 24 years, Juju. Juju's been working this offseason, but and a second round pick though. I don't know He's, how much he's that... one of them, what is it? Jen Gen Gen X? Gen Z. I think so. I don't know. Uh, you know they're doing them TikTok dances everywhere he goes, man. It feels like he would rather be a online celebrity than an NFL superstar. That's what I'm saying, bro. That yeah, like stop doing drama. that on
1: people's logos. I saw this little interview. Said it was it was hyping up. It was giving the defenses they were playing, the Steelers were playing. It was giving them a reason to like be extra motivated. They said it was hurting the team like that. Cause these easily bro him, it's like bro
0: what are you doing we're over here doing drills bro what the what are you doing you're dancing oh my gosh bro this is
1: my touch this is my touchdown dance
0: compared to a curtis samuel that's just locked in trying his best every game he might he might chat on the sidelines and have a little fun time but he ain't
1: Doing oh, TikToks
0: and stuff like that, getting getting clips ready for after the game, what he can work on. But ah, oh, that's a that's a tough one right there. Juju versus Curtis. Nah, they'll they'll both do about the same thing in the Carolina Panthers scheme.
1: You actually, I think Juju would probably open. I think if y'all use Curtis Samuel the right way, like the way that if I feel like if he learns the playbook and all that, and y'all learn it the right way. I think he'd be more valuable, but because that hasn't happened yet, I feel like the defense will see Juju as a number one, and then uh, it'll leave open DJ Moore and uh, Anderson a little bit more. I feel like they're going to just – I don't know. That would be kind of cool. That would be Anderson. a nice trio,
0: just, uh, just the names, Juju, DJ, and Robbie. Yes. That just sounds like some killers. Feels like, <laughs> It feels like Juju would be the number two. And then in number one in my books is Robbie, but due to his speed, I'm pretty sure they're going to be using Robbie as, what's his name, Curtis, and then number one is actually DJ Moore, but mm. like, like I've been telling him, he, he's got to work on his not fumbling. He just got to work. Mm. He, he looks like that confident player that's not confident in himself to me. Like he's too quiet. Not saying that that's bad, but like like how I said on the first episode, Steve Smith is right by this guy. Hey, who should I? Who should I? Should I put DJ off? Because uh, he hasn't really been doing anything. And then DJ's reaction was like, you should keep me. What? <laughs> what was that? You, sh- you should keep me in you should like,
1: keep
0: me sir yeah that's what i'm like and that boy was like juju type of swag feeling himself not not saying like cocky but like little not little even arrogant way. but if he was just a little bit more louder a little bit more rowdier i feel like dj would be a like a force to wreck with like no one can really mess with this guy like people would be like yeah this guy definitely is number one not yeah, like yeah. oh, we got the number one right here, DJ, which which they do double cover and all that stuff, which makes Robbie pretty open, and just Robbie has that speed in them hands, and it's just like I didn't know
1: he was like that when he was with the Jets, man. Not until he came with you guys, I was like, oh shit, this guy. I got see a some... lot of
0: I see a lot of comments on the Panthers sections uh, whenever he does something, and it's a lot of Jet fans oh. saying that they miss him. They come back, <laughs> come back to the green. <laughs> So, I don't know, ever since we got Robbie, I, I was just on the, like, hype train. Like, this guy is amazing to me. This guy out there looking like Angelica's doll from the Rugrats. You know, that little doll that she has? I forgot what it's called, but it has the hair going all crazy. Just- I forgot what it's called, to you. <laughs> So, just looking like that, but he's out there just... I up, son, every day just getting that cheddar, getting this plays, getting catches, getting some TDs. Yeah, you gotta
1: have it, man. That's, I've been trying to call back uh, well, not call back, but I've been trying to get the attention of Eric Wilson, mm-hmm. the linebacker from uh, the Vikings. I want I want him to come to Denver, inside linebacker.
0: Ooh.
1: Come to Denver, Bronco Country.
0: We'll I feel like that. if we get Jadevin Clowney, Mean. Carolina with all our youngins and all our little like second year, third year veterans. I feel like that would be a would be going back to the old days with the defense. Like when you had peppers. And then this is the dude that I wanted to get before we drafted Cam Newton. I did not want Cam Newton just to let some of y'all Panther fans know. Or just the whole The Man With Bands podcast fans. See, we've been getting a lot of downloads and hits. But this is the man I wanted to draft. Patrick Peterson, free agent this year. You wanted to draft him? I wanted a defense. I wanted a defense at that time. I felt like we could have passed up on the quarterback, got somebody decent, and they'll still be probably with the team, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like whoever we would have drafted after that, we could have just – because I believe that was number one pick out of the draft, Cam Newton. I feel mm-hmm. like if we had Patrick Peterson instead, our defense would have just been mean by this time. We had Patrick Peterson, Josh Norman, Luke Keatley. We had Avenue. Thomas Davis. We had – at that time, I believe Captain Munderland. Uh we, should, we would have had a pretty good defense, man. I always feel like we're lacking on the cornerback side of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this guy is a free agent this year. So, Patrick, Jadavin, go try out with the Panthers. We would love y'all, or I would love y'all on the team. Go try out with the Panthers. You might love the city, just like Mr. Greg Olson and Thomas Davis did. Making March eleventh their retirement officially. That stuff was sad to see, man. I watched the whole interviews, or not the interviews, but the press conference with their speeches. All right. I, I hadn't been teary-eyed in a few in a few <laughs> weeks, so seeing this, man, it was it was crazy. And then just to forget and get remembered that Thomas Davis, one of the best linebackers to play for us. Three years. Could you imagine this? One year, ACL. Second Mm. year, same ACL. (laughs) Third year, that damn same ACL injury. He came back after those three? Fourth year came. Mr. Our old uh, owner, Jerry Richardson. I used to love that guy, man. Came up to him said, if you're down... To keep on going, man, after all these injuries if you're if you have it in you to keep on going, we would love to have you back for another year. Man says, I'm all in, ended up doing one of the best seasons that he's had. We ended up going to the super Bowl against y'all, and I mean, that dude had heart, man to the our motto is keep pounding. Just that motto itself, keep pounding. That that guy had it all, man. Like, that boy kept pounding year after year after year, same injury. Yeah. Top of that, he's been playing for us, and then he kept on playing for us. Officially retired March 11th with the Panthers. So did Greg Olson. That's the last good tight end that I remember. Right now we have some good tight ends. They're, they're decent. Ike. And i I just that's all I know. So looks like one tight end that I know. But the last one, Greg Olson, also retired Mark Kyle Pitts. I feel like Kyle Pitts, man. I was telling Keith. I feel like we're gonna get that first round, build around Teddy. Kyle Pitts is gonna do it. Bro, man, your he's a Hall good. of Famer. I don't know. If he's man. even if if he's even like half of what like
1: Travis Kelsey can be for you guys. That would open up all kinds of shit. Easily. We, we, used to do, we used
0: to do Greg Olson tied in screens, and that boy yeah. would go deep. new college coach, you know he's going to eat that up. And then you had our receivers at the sides, and then you had Greg Olson going down the middle, bro. No one on this guy. Bomb. That's when Cam Newton was able to throw. He had- <laughs> He had, like, a laser on Greg Olsen's hands, and Greg Olsen had a magnet on on his hands to that ball, and it was just, like, automatic all the time. It was crazy to see. So, to see that with Teddy, Teddy having what what they call the tight end, like the quarterback's best friend. So Yeah, they're
1: just reliable. You can check down. They can block for you if
0: they're good enough. They do a little bit of everything. Old reliable like Jason Witten. So, having an old reliable –
1: that's who comes to mind. Days mm-hmm. Just like, no one's open. Just fucking just leave it up there to the big men. You know, they're usually like six foot five or
0: taller, it seems like. Big so, bodies. So having an old reliable for Teddy, I believe. Not only that,
1: not only a big body for the red zone, but somebody who can run. Ooh. No can run, bro. I didn't. Yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. I, I could just
0: see it. Found see out it. that Greg Olson was a good runner. To me, he always looked a little bit slow. That's so what I was just, looking at. He just looked like a like a, like an average tight end, like Jason Wenton's speech, you know what I mean? He's just an average supposedly on that press conference little retirement speech. That's when we had John Beeson back on the squad. I tell you, if we had Patrick Peterson that first round, we would have had a nasty defense, bro. Like it's it would have been disgusting. It wouldn't be fair. So Let's see what happens. So yeah, John, you're picking him up. So, John Beeson was on that squad and he said, Hey, yo, Tom, we got this white guy tied in coming out here, man. He's powerful, he can, he's fast. Thomas Davis said, huh. Ain't no way that boy's fast, he's white. <laughs> <laughs> A
1: white man can't jump.
0: <laughs> so, basically, through training camp and practice. Made Thomas Davis into one of the best linebackers we've seen just because of Greg Olson covering on play to play to play because of his position. So he would be on Greg yeah. Olson and got to experience all that speed that he had and find yeah, out that this time boy does have him. wheels. Going out in the sunset. That's 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 dope, man. Man, that was a that was the a good day. Of the Panthers. That was a good day. History of the Panthers. Actually, March 14, thousand three, we signed. Stephen Davis, and that man then set the, the single season record with 318 rushing attempts. We took us to Super Bowl 38. He had 1444 rushing yards, eight rushing TDs, and having seven 100 rushing yard games with four being back to back to back to back. That's crazy. The only one now is CMC. Crazy. Reconstructed. And I'd, CMC is the best running back I've seen come into the Panthers. So we've had some good running backs. Yeah, you think he's going to win MVP 2021 season? The way, he's been, working, the way he's been working, looks like he's going to have a breakout season again. He usually does have some good seasons when, he, when he's fully healthy. But the way he's been training this one, now the way he's focused – and on top of that, he's a big Bruce Lee fan, and I, I grew up watching Bruce Lee. Like this guy, to like if Bruce Lee fans are out there listening to this, y'all y'all know what I'm saying. When if you looked up to this man, like you feel like anything is possible. So this guy is like water, son. He just turns into water when he's like, dude. This guy is just he, he can adjust, he can adapt,
1: and maybe that's why he's so good because it's uh. His mentality that he's exactly so I'm Lee. saying
0: if you if you grew up to Bruce Lee like I used to gr- watch this guy with my mom like I didn't even know who it was I was just watching this guy just be a beast him and Jackie Chan so the way his mentality is set the way he's working and the way he reconstructed because I remember I told you at a point that CMC is the type that loves the sport. He's he's that one guy that just loves the sport. So if he had to, he would take less money just to keep on playing with the team that he's on. And that's exactly what happened, right? Shaq Thompson and CMC both reconstructed. Shaq Thompson was there with Luke Kuechly under him, just learning, learning how that boy rolled. And once Luke Kuechly left the team, I like I miss him dearly. Like this guy was my look at this. Look at this! I got Lou Kieckley. Oh, nice bobblehead! What is that called? The Pop Vinyl dolls. And I got <laughs> CMC. So like these off.
1: two,
0: these two were one of the few Panthers that I saw come onto the team. Where I was like, dude, these guys are great. So once you have that great mentality and say like, man, I'll take less money to stay with this team. I feel like mm-hmm. we can do something. I feel. I
1: love that.
0: That that's just a man you really want on the team. Shaq Thompson was with Luke, so once Luke left, I knew who we had behind him, so I wasn't even tripping on it. I was like, bro- it's good like Shaq's a beast. he's gonna be basically not doing exactly what Luke is doing, but he's gonna be similar to that style and on top of that, we ended up getting Brian Burns, which it's spidey. If you're listening, I hope you are <laughs> man, you are t- this guy is a beast, dude like and then we just drafted all these youngins this past season. So we got Jeremy Chin and these freaking stud defensive linemen. Oh, man. Like now reconstructing, building around Teddy. I feel like I'm telling you, we might get that new tight end, Kyle Pitts. We might get offensive linemen. Offensive lineman that I really want is Joe Thune or Joe Thunny. 28 years old, all pro guard, also started at tackle and center, and over the past two season, only has a total of three penalties. Oh man, that's key right there. Dude, if we get this guy, just sign him. And we build around him, get a nice offensive lineman, and we get Kyle Pitts, a nice tight end. Hmm. I feel like we we can win the division. I can see it. I'll I'll put $100 on it. I don't – I'll put $200. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Crazy, man. It's going to be an
0: interesting season. So we have Mark with the Texans. And then usually we have a a, a nice – not a nice, but we have a bad habit of re-signing players that used to play with us like years ago. We did it with Captain Munderland. We did it for a one-year deal. And then we let him go. We did it with Trey Boston, which, uh, honestly, I did not like. There's a lot of people that love this guy, so I might get more hate from the Panther community. But this guy, to me, was just that hype man cheerleader that you can just get from me, basically. Like, I can make videos of being hyped up and send it to y'all if that's what y'all really want. So to get a safety that's just going to be a hype man cheerleader, I'd, I'd, I mean... Ch- just get a nice safety, and then I'll be your hype man cheerleader. I'll send y'all videos. Yeah. So we did that with Trey Boston. And now I see that the Chargers released Try Turner. He was a lineman for us a few years ago. So I can actually see the bad habits that the Panthers used to have. But we did do a lot of changes with, the, with like, the GMs and the, the, uh, the coaches and uh, what's it called? The draft guys. Or would, how, all how the know? scouts. The scouts. We, yeah, we got yeah. traded with the scouts. So it might not happen. All that. So it's probably, too. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But I wouldn't be surprised if we re-signed Tri Turner, give him a job. That would be kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to He was with the Chargers, and I feel like that quarterback with the Chargers got hit quite a bit this season, this past season. Yeah. What's his
1: name? The, that rookie? Oh, Justin Herbert. That, yeah, he, he won, he won a offensive rookie of the year. He's good, man. It's it's bad for my AFC West, that's for sure.
0: Oh, so that guy, oh, I felt like he, he did good, but he got hit a lot. So seeing that they released Tri Turner, I can see that boy coming to Carolina. Hmm. And then I gave Josh Hill a shout out last podcast. And that man signed to the Lions. Old tight end for New Orleans. Ooh. Yo, and dude. then and then the coolest kicker around the league got re-signed. Cool. Oh, <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. You, got, you gotta say the you name got... though. Young Ho. Cool, <laughs> the coolest oh, yeah. kicker. That that boy, that boy was a, he was a good guy to have for, for um DraftKings and for fans. Yeah, yeah. When he was when he was not hurt, he was he was putting up some numbers, man, for a kicker.
1: Yeah, the Falcons, man. Falcons got some moves to make too. You, they're gonna get a QB this draft. I can almost guarantee it. Supposedly, you're gonna get Be Trey Lance, processor.
0: huh? I think they're going to get Trey Lance round four. I mean, I think that would be
1: good for him, man. I think that would be good for him. But, you know, I I don't know their team like how a fan might. But I I feel like that would be good for him just because Matt Ryan, he'll be randomly throwing up 300-yard games all crazy. But then I just don't know. A few more good seasons, I
0: feel like. That's what I was thinking, too, after Tom Brady reconstructed his and he's signed to, like, what – 2023, mm-hmm. or something like that, 2024, I think 2023, mm-hmm. Um, Drew Brees finally retired, so,
1: mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, man, and didn't they find that gym, didn't Ridley, Ridley barely came out as the gym he, he was last season, didn't he,
0: he's really? been good, he's been uh, alright, he's been pretty, pretty decent, I ain't gonna
1: lie, badass number two, mm-hmm. looking like a number one out there,
0: I never understood the the Falcons' wide receivers and running backs. I just I just felt like I never knew who number two was. I'd I have to ask my boy, Key, and be like, yo, is this guy number two? And they'd be like, nah, he's number one. Because <laughs> I felt like Julio Jones went down the list to me.
1: Well, he's he's guy. He was dealing with some injuries though.
0: Yeah, but, but felt like he went from number one to the, what I believe number three. I think he's still number one. <laughs> number three. That's what I'm thinking. Behind him, I feel, I feel like I feel like he's like a like a slant receiver now, bro. <laughs>
1: no, I can see you say number two, but not number three. Number, number three, man. I
0: always feel like number
1: three is the slants. That's what I say. But you also have to feel like he's it like, like Curtis you know, Samuel. When people but... see that freak of a man Julio, you know they got to be like the defense is up at night, like got to double cover. You, know, like, <laughs> you got a point it. there. You do. You know, so shoot, that man. they they double they double they double up quite a bit on Julio because I remember a... at
0: the point he was just getting yards for them, but he was getting getting no TDs. Yeah, he was just getting yards after yard. I remember I drafted that dude on my fantasy a few times. And he would barely give me some points because that boy never got TDs. Oh, so, so that's why I say number three, just because I feel like, like Curtis Samuel. Like he would be just rushing and <laughs> just barely getting some yards. But DJ Moore and Robbie, on the other hand, are going for the deep balls, getting some touchdowns from time to time. And then...
1: Just I guess having, I guess
0: you're right with the whole double coverage thing. I guess that's why I see him as a number three because sometimes he was just wouldn't get the ball to me. Having
1: like two or th- sometimes three guys on him, like take out a weapon. You know, that's kind of what I feel like. Uh, can Bill
0: you name? Your, can you name three Falcon receivers right now?
1: Um, I can at least name the last names Julio Jones. I think Kelvin Kelvin Ridley. Uh-huh, Calvin. And, uh huh. And then Russell Gage. Oh,
0: forgot about That's, oh, that's, that's the, the number three.
1: three. That's <laughs> the number three. I liked Russell Gage, but like, so there'd be some games like he'd be going off. I think he had a, a game where I picked him on DraftKings where he went over 100 yards. And then, like, after that, dude, they didn't even like pass him really. I, but that's whenever uh, Julio Jones was out. And it was Calvin Ridley and, and Gage as number two. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. But yeah, but I don't know. I, I think he has talent, but. It's hard to find ball space when you got all that fucking demand, you know. Mm. Give the ball to him. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I feel like they could be a sleeping good team, but there just has to be some nice drafts put in place,
0: you know. So shout out to Keith. Sorry I had a disrespectful boy like that, Mr. Julio Jones. But somebody had to do it. If he's gonna listen to this podcast, it might give him some extra pep in his step. That's all I gotta say. But right here, Julio Jones, Olamide Zacchaeus, I don't even know how to say that again. And Brandon Powell. All questionable. Damn. Look at that. Watching I guess, I, guess, just, I, guess I just watched too much Panther football. And, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I oh, was exactly. speaking of speaking of uh, our favorite teams, football. I got some announcements to make here. <clears throat>
0: oh, go on. Fact check,
1: it. fact check. So oh. we got some, so we got some uh, fact check time where I kind of twisted up my words or was just talking shit and was not accurate. So here it is: <laughs> the Broncos. I stated debut podcast. Broncos are the youngest team per player in the NFL. It turns out. I was wrong. It's the Miami Dolphins at the average age of 25.3 years old.
0: Yes, sir. 25.3 years old. Miami and, uh,
1: there's a few other teams, Browns and somebody else, but um, yeah. after I saw I was wrong, I was like, I'm not going to read this. I'm wrong. <laughs> 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 and I'm another, another one I said was I said, uh, the Broncos are going to go to Hard Knocks, so they have a good chance. It's not Hard Knocks. It's called No Shortcuts featuring the Denver Broncos this season. I checked it out. It was like a nine-minute, 11-second video, mostly just George Payton, the new GM, just kind of looking at stuff and, like, looking at screens. He said for the since he's gotten there, pretty much all he's been doing is straight up just watching tape of the Broncos and just finding out where he needs to like, in other words, basically cut the bat and then like areas to improve on areas like Drew Locke. He's like, Yeah, you know, good good arm strength, this and that, but his footwork is terrible. Like, you know,
0: oh, exactly yeah, what you said, that, but, you know, huh? Exactly what you said on last podcast. You, you shouted him out saying, Glad to have you here. And he's basically a guy that be uh, looking at every position and what to improve because he'd rather have the same team basically you know resign some same players and just have them improve where they become greats yeah he brought issue.
1: back a lot of our players then he cut some of the veteran players that were kind of eating at cap space like Drell Casey from the Titans he got injured cut him saved like a couple mil in the cap space um, same thing with AJ Boyer. he had another season the cornerback from that we got from Jacksonville cut him saved some cap space so he's making some money moves where I think he wants to double down on our defensive tackle, Shelby Harris. Most uh, as a, from a defensive tackle has the most bat, ball bats like batting down a ball in the NFL, and I thought that was a really cool. Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle stat because I'm like, damn dude, that seems like hard as fuck if you're trying to like some dude's pushing you the whole time and you're like still finding room to do that stuff. I, I want to keep him.
0: Uh-huh. Sounds like. Sounds like it sounds like a pretty interesting show right there.
1: Yeah, it does, man. That's what I was saying. What's it on? Oh, man, I didn't even see
0: what it was on. Honestly, I think it's I think CBS a Facebook series or something like that. Huh? I felt like that's something on Facebook for some reason. But what's the uh, what's it called? No shortcuts. No shortcuts. Denver Broncos. So the first episode was just nine minutes and twelve seconds.
1: Oh, so that wasn't a preview? That, that was the actual first episode? Yeah.
0: It was actually... It looks like you can probably watch this stuff on denverbroncos.com. Huh.
1: Okay.
0: Cool, cool.
1: That's I'm here good. for it, though, man. I'll be giving little yeah. updates when I see in it.
0: It's always nice to have shows like that. Like I watched the whole uh, All or Nothing with the Carolina. So It was good. It was really good. Let's see... So, what else do we have in the NFL? We covered – oh, we re-signed Mr. J.J. Jansen. That was a long snapper for us in our Super eras. Not eras, You brought him back remember. or what? We signed him back. I, I saw it as a weird – like a weird flex but okay moment. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, J.J. Jansen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, again? We got a long snapper? Out of every, every position, we we could have got I mean, a, a, a random free agent tied in, a random cornerback, somebody random, but we got, like I said, the Panthers have a history, little habits yeah. of re-signing some good players, old players, and Mr. J.J. was one of them, yeah, J.J. Jensen.
1: No disrespect to the Panthers, but you are the funniest organization I've ever seen. Y'all do some funny me.
0: stuff to me. Are you telling me? <laughs> this guy started cracking up when I said Mr. Harrison Butker was the first kicker drafted in the first round. <laughs> this guy re signed Mr. JJ Jansen. He was one of the players in the Super Bowl against Denver.
1: That's mm.
0: uh, saw- all. That's about it. That's really the the news I left out about the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really have any. I think the only updated news I have for my Broncos, uh, besides them going to training this field day, was uh, I don't think I talked about it. Gordon uh, Melvin Gordon the second he had a DWI
0: Remember earlier last season, late last oh. season,
1: and he is not charged, so that kind of clears things up for him. Easier he uh, to play, no no uh, no drama. Yes, sir. Uh, man, I, I hope we keep Philip Lindsay. He's the first player in the NFL to to have four hundred and fifty rushing attempts with his no fumbles. And I thought that was like wow, like yeah, dude, that's so crazy to me because I'm like, like in man, one season
0: or just in total?
1: No, I think just total. Just
0: total oh, player. that is right now. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I do remember seeing that some uh, sometime this past season. Um, Yeah, that's the only other interesting
1: thing that I I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting.
0: You know, a lot of carries. So the man had bands with Dak Prescott. Did you ever answer if he's worth it? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. We got into that. Yeah,
1: overall, I think he is
0: worth it. Drew Brees, after 20 years and 15 years being with the Saints officially retired. Let's see we got the Aaron Jones news out the way. Oh,
1: Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller's working out again. He came he came to the Denver Broncos' uh headquarters and talked to everybody, talked to all the office people and the players and stuff. I think he's interested in coming back. He's also oh. been working on his mentality and his body with Mr. O'Dell Beckham Jr., OBJ. <laughs> <laughs> OBJ. the character right there I think we we also learned he does not like to get (laughs) he does does not like to get shit on
0: his chest Mr. OBJ found out that he does not have a poop fetish (laughs) so them ladies out there might be lying to us or he might be lying to us because who would like to admit that to the public I wouldn't not saying i do but i'm just saying
1: it was me get my mind right <laughs> uh, i can't
0: i can't start my day off in the morning if i don't have a nice poop on my chest some weird shit to say <laughs> so we got he doesn't
1: like it. he doesn't
0: like coolest it. kicker in the in the nfl resign the signed. coolest kicker the coolest kicker <laughs> And that's about it. All I got really is just some key free agents that I like, mm. but I mean, who wouldn't?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got Kenny Galladay, Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, Shaquille Griffin, Jadavon Clowney, Patrick Peterson, Dan Arnold. some some all right players that would be great in our Panther organization, I believe.
1: Oh yeah. And um, we'll see about the Drew Lock. but didn't you say we had someone saying that Drew Locke is not the man?
0: <laughs> That's all. Another shout out to Mr. Keith. Keith. Yes, sir. Keith. That man, right. that man right there said, Uh, Off of episode one, season one of The Man With Bands,
1: (laughs) one one of
0: his quotes, oh, one of his quotes was saying, you're thinking about the wrong back, because you wanted a cornerback to come into your organization, (laughs) and he said, you're thinking about the wrong back, you need to be thinking about a new quarterback, because Drew Locke is ass, he said, his words. Yeah, I I
1: heard plenty of that. I don't know how I'd approach that except for uh, assuming Matt Ryan's y'all's quarterback. <laughs> I think, uh, I guess it'd be by wins. The Broncos will have more wins than the Falcons by the end of this season. Regular season. Ooh,
0: wager uh, alert.
1: I bet w- you a whole six pack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? That's a, that's a good seven to $10 of beer of your choice. Six pack. That Drew Locke I like Dogfish IPA. <laughs> oh, my boy's an IPA guy, and he likes Dogfish IPA. He says he got <laughs> a Dogfish IPA on your. What does he drink? He drinks some. Uh, I feel like he drinks Coors Light. <laughs> so that's, yep. that's that's just my guess. I can do that. He drinks it all. Drinks those. He drinks, he drinks it all, man. So. So, seven to I say IPAs are a little expensive, so I'm gonna say seven to twelve dollar (laughs) wager that the Falcons will have less wins with Matt Ryan as quarterback compared to the Denver Broncos with Drew Locke. So, watch
1: all this QB talk between our teams, and then the Broncos still trade Lance. (laughs) last Last time,
0: I had a wager with this man. Jay really? Bands. What happened? I said uh, I don't even want to say it, but I'm gonna. Oh say come it. on,
1: you went too far.
0: <laughs> I said I said I didn't want to, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, I said Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> against your Denver Broncos. We, I guarantee, Teddy <laughs> will have more TDs, and we'll get a win. We had fifty dollar wagers on two bets. Come to find out. We get our asses spanked by the Broncos, and Drew Locke goes for his. game of his career. Best game of his career with the Broncos with four TDs and 400 yards. <laughs> but what the hell is that, man? I lost his wager. So be careful. Quarterback wagers. This man is 1-0. If you're willing to take this bet when you listen to this podcast, Mr. Key, just know this man place the six-pack wager that your team will do worse than his team so that's on you the ball is in your court that's right that's right y'all playing catch you want to throw it back let them know you want to you want to take that ball and just run it back to your house hide hide under your blankets let us know too we would like to know (laughs) <laughs> Stay
1: tuned to episode 3 to fun.
0: <laughs> Speaking of crazy wagers mm. My boy right here put I think $30 On Ben Askren To beat Jake Paul We talked about it on episode 1 That's right I said that I'm on the Ben Askren Bandwagon right now Because I believe he can get the job done against Jake Paul. Is
1: it because that, that video of your boy, uh, Street Jesus, made you mad?
0: Nah, just because I, I, I'm on Dana White's mindset right now. And oh. he put a million dollars. He said, I will put a million dollars that Ben Askren beats this guy, Jake Paul, because Jake Paul is not a boxer. And then he had one of the greatest heavyweights ever, Mike Tyson. It was on Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. And I don't know who the other dude was, but they were both on Jake Paul's side saying that the dude has hands and the dude can box. We had a a listener out there, one of my good friends named Javier. Shout out Javier. Shout out to Javier. Jay Vance knows who I'm talking about. This guy, Javier, is trying to put a little wager with you, Mr. J. Vans. Oh, yeah? On Jake Paul. What What do you think? What does this man have? He says he said that Jake Paul is going to beat Ben Askren because not to say he's a great boxer, but the dude does have skills and he's been doing it for a few years. I can see it. So this guy, Javi, says you put in the wrong wager you should be putting your money on Jake instead of Ben what do you think about that I
1: think no because Ben Askren is the underdog so you know that's where the bands are at
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's thinking like I am
1: everybody loves the underdog yeah, I mean, do I, I think Jake Paul could beat him, yeah, just from what I can see. But I really haven't seen, like, seen Ben Askren fight in a boxing-style match either. But, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he Ben Askren can definitely take a punch. And, like, he, he's been in that fight mentality that, what, did you see my eyes? Nothing type of mentality. And I just feel like he could take it. And he's, like, plus 210. So that
0: sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Askren, gonna get slapped. Why, Pop? Man has a chin, but no hands. Too many people that know boxing saying Jake is actually pretty talented. Laugh out loud. Mm. He did not agree with us on the podcast saying about the clinch work till he gasses. Because he's talking about a boxing clinch. Not a wrestling clinch, which to me like opened my eyes a little bit more. I was like, Oh, you got a little point there. Yeah. But wrestling clinch is already out of it's already out of the picture. It's been out of the picture months since December 1st. It's been out of there. He he might talk about wrestling clinches to his class, because he he still teaches uh, wrestling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he he already he, he's on the rules for the boxing. Eight rounds on top of that. So eight rounds with a kid named Jake Paul. Ben is already wor- Like not worried. He said, it's, this is Jake Paul. Saying Jake Paul's dumb. He ain't a boxer. I don't have to go out there and beat a boxer. I got to go out there and beat Jake Paul. So Jake Paul just has this crazy little persona around him. A lot of people ain't really thinking about a
1: what, what what happens if Jake Paul wins? Is he gonna face like a boxer boxer after that? Is he I
0: gonna believe, step in the octagon? I believe, uh, I believe Logan Paul is the one that wants to would be open to do uh, MMA in the future. Mm-hmm. So he would he would like to get in the MMA world and the boxing respect. world. Yeah, that's pretty much respect. And what I hear with these young and upcoming boxers. Is this this is what they do? They basically get these type of matches throughout their like amateur and pro debuts for like dozens of fights fighting no names. So I believe I don't think he'll fight. I don't think he's comfortable enough that to fight an actual boxer. I don't know.
1: I mean, if you, I feel, I just feel like at a certain point, if you're going to talk that much trash, that like after beating a UFC fighter. You've gotta like level it up. You gotta undermine what you just did, and that's fighting an actual boxer or going in the UFC cage with like say a rematch. <laughs> say he beats Ben, going in a cage with Ben
0: in a UFC octagon. That would be tight. And then maybe according to the man Javi himself, aka crooks, saying that Astorins underdog probability might start going up so you're looking at 210 might might get up to the 300s if anything because supposedly this jake this jake paul guy is pretty decent at boxing and on top of that he says he would put the house on it bills and everything on jake paul beating ben Askren. The man with bands, what do you say? You, you take this wager with Crooks himself also, a.k.a. Javi, that Ben is going to get the job done. He doesn't have a direct number money line on it, but let's say another six-pack on the line. This guy likes, uh, what is it? Is it Jack Daniels? Don't they have like their own little the version like of like coke mix premix. yeah 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 you, you got i'm pretty sure you have a nice little um like you can go out and get that anywhere around denson oh yeah compared yeah. to Kermit where they might have to just go to one liquor store and they oh, might or might man. not have it so would you put the six-pack on it's it oh it's a bet. you heard it here first folks we got two wagers We got an NFL wager. You got a boxing amateur. Mm, What the hell are they called? Not Mixer. Is it Mixer? (laughs) Whatever whatever their damn fucking boxing shit's on. Eight Uh, rounds. Uh, Never heard of eight round amateur shit. Until Jake Paul and the YouTube world started doing all these crazy cards. Exhibition matches is what I'm guessing at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we heard it here first. We got two wagers with Mr. J benson so He's gonna try to make some bands. Unluckily, and luckily, this man got his money back last night. He had placed a hundred on Belal Muhammad against Leon Edwards. Return Leon, would you
1: say 600 days without fighting?
0: 603 days is what I ended up finding out. It was his last UFC fight. That man came back into the octagon to fight number 13 ranked Bilal Muhammad.
1: I was worried, man. He got that head kick and I just.
0: (laughs) just I'm pretty stunned, huh? Hell yeah. And he started bleeding. Do you see that blood?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, he got cut up. That's uh, That's why I tweeted, I said shin to chin, but, you know, shin to dome.
0: It wasn't even really the shin, too. It was, like, a perfect head kick to, like, right here where your ankle is basically curving. Like, like the front of your ankle. Curves. Yeah. He it hit like him, like, like his square, head. square to the head. Boom. You saw that boy get dazed. Saw him bust it up with it. I was like, ooh. This ain't looking good for J-Banz, but on top of this, it's a five-round fight. Bala Muhammad's first ever main event, and I believe yeah. it's Leon Edwards' third main event, or third f- five-round fights.
1: Man. Well, the reason why I went with Muhammad is because they're both 18-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I felt like Leon might have a little ring rust, even though I saw a video of him saying, "I don't believe ring rust is a real thing." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So. There's a few fighters that believe
0: that.
1: They're, they're both a uh, they're both a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mm. and so and then I saw like the the ratios. Muhammad took more strikes, like two point, like two point thirty three percent, like more per minute. No. but but Edwards landed more.
0: Uh, uh, so it just, know, it just depends. Huh? His nickname is Rocky in the in the octagon ring. Leon Rocky Edwards. Yeah, so I don't know, but maybe that
1: – he's getting worked in there, man. Muhammad was getting worked in there. He just, I told you. He was, he was playing too – usually he's offensive, they were saying, and he kind of pushes pressure, and he's just kind of seemed nervous keeping that distance, and that reach was reaching him.
0: Sometimes I think – the ranks play a, a little mind trick with you. you. You, 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 sometimes you'd be saying, "Ah, it's just the rankings. Like it doesn't matter. I'll fight this guy. I'll fight that guy." But once you get in the ring with the number three and you're number thirteen, I feel like a little part in the back of your head is saying, "Yo, this guy is literally number three in the in the welterweight division. Like how I'm, I'm over here to." Toe to toe with this guy. I'm pretty sure a little part of your head is going to be saying that, getting you like a little bit anxious. Like, oh, Steph, I'm in here with the number three. Like, I can be number three just if I beat end. this guy. So, so you're just not really in the moment. You're like a little bit thinking. Just thinking about
1: ten spots. You're like,
0: yeah, you're like, if I win this, I, I'm i going to get a title shot. They said it already. Whoever wins this is next on the title shot. I'm going to go from thirteen to three to title but after last night after seeing round one play out yeah. i told this man he, he he sent me a wager he said a hundred on below i was like why would you do this i was <laughs> like you dude did. you should have put that into roulette or something man this guy is oh. number three in the welterweight division this guy's name, name is rocky he's gonna piece him up he said, I don't
1: really, nah. you know. I just like the way Muhammad liked his interviews, and I liked his like little how he, how he talks about he's been the underdog. You know, they all have that story, but like mm-hmm. he's a late round fighter, mm-hmm. so I really like that about about a fighter for some reason I don't know. He's just like a late round fighter. Like he mm-hmm. you might out talent him, but he's gonna try to outwork you, and I just love that mentality for fighters. Like a, you know, just yeah, dog, bro. once
0: I actually started seeing some interviews with him, I was like, oh. I feel like you, you have your money in some good hands. I he feel poked like him you, in his good eye, dude. I was like, this guy, after watching some interviews, I, I, I honestly believe him more than Leon. I was like, this guy said, I believe he even said that they're both on an eight-win fight. No, 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 he did not. He's one, he's eight out of nine. So, going into this, both of them were
1: Leon didn't want to rematch, though.
0: That's the thing about this division. He called, he straight up, Leon himself straight up said, This is the division of divas. This is a division of little sissies. Because uh, there's a number two. Is it number two or number one? Let me see. Uh-huh. Obi Covington. Oh, he's number one, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, so number one. In the division, turning down number three in the division. Leon hasn't fought in 603 days. Kobe had just beat Tyron Woodley, which to me is on the on the fall. He's already lost like three, four of his last five matches. Or maybe five out of five. He's he's been on a losing streak.
1: And you kept the title?
0: Let's see. Tyron Woodley. Losing streak. Leon ever Edward, let Edwards
1: wants an uh, Usman though now.
0: Edwards been wanting Usman ever since before um Bilal Muhammad. Before Bilal Muhammad, there's this guy on the rise named Kamsat tumayev And this guy was going was going from Welterweight to middleweight, just fluctuating weight and going up, going down, was on a three-fight win streak. Was what what Khabib be does to people? This guy was doing to everyone that st- stood in his way was just I've never seen this in my life. I was watch I watched this guy's like debut with the UFC, and this guy, the the match starts. This guy runs to the dude, picks him up, runs with him back to his own corner, slams him. Him and his team are right there, and he's just grounding and pounding, mauling this guy. So he knocks this dude out. Oh, and he so goes up to middleweight, heart? and then he does the same. Goes back to ultraweight, does the same. I'm like, yo, this guy is amazing, bro. Like, how? Yeah. His name is Kamzat Chimayev. Then they finally signed. This guy was unranked. I think he ended up getting ranked number 15. If not, he was number 14. They signed the deal with Leon Edwards. It gets like three times just stops. Leon ended up getting COVID. And then Kamzat ends up getting COVID and now he's to the point where he has covid and he's seen like some actual respiratory problems and stuff like that oh shit yeah so then he ended up getting drugged up getting on some medications mm-hmm. still training while he's on all this shit and gets to a bad mental spot in his brain and says i retire i'm done oh. he, he just dana white went on on record saying This guy should just be at home, like, you know, getting medded up, you know, taking it easy. And
1: this guy ain't doing that.
0: He's doing the complete opposite. He's taking these meds and he's over there training his fucking life away. He should just be calmed down, just chilling. So this guy went to a little spot where he's like, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm retired. So then Bilal Muhammad, after his last fight, said, I'll fight Rocky. I'm down. I'm good. I'm I'm healthy now, and then supposedly that's why Leon took it. He's like, man, I'm done. Tired of waiting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, take, gonna this take this fight. Yeah, I'm gonna take with any fight. I'm gonna take Bala. Thanks, thank you Bala, for coming up. I'm a I'm gonna poke you in the eye two times. <laughs> I'm gonna stooge you, and then I on top you. of that, I'm just gonna congratulate you and wish you the best. But I don't ever want to fight you again. What kind of shit is that? He straight up went on record saying this is the division of divas, the division of little sissies. This guy is literally going to poke you in the eye, get a warning, hey, watch your weapons. You know, just keep your hands. You can, this is fine, but this to the eyes is not fine. So watch your weapons, man. Second round go in there and just not watch his weapons. Blame it on I was throwing a kick and I was going to follow it up with the punch and I thought it was, what do you mean you thought it was a punch? If yeah. you're going to go in with the punch, you're going to punch a guy in the face. You ain't going to poke him in the eye and then with the slow-mo replay with the pictures, see that he got his finger <laughs> like in it. A hook. And Yeah, a hook. A hook. And pulled it. Pulled his fucking eye, man, <laughs> dude. You saw this dude cut up on the bottom, start instantly bleeding. I had my boy crying out there, man. Crying. I was like, fuck. I can't see nothing. I can't see nothing out of this. Imagine how scared this guy was. This is probably the first time in his career where he got a hook (laughs) finger, a finger (laughs) hook into his eyelid, pulled, (laughs) cannot see anything. Last time I saw that happen was the rematch with stipe Miochik and dc daniel Cormier, but i don't know what i'm, I'm guessing this because it was his first time ever happening yeah. so when that happened to dc he was there for two rounds could not see anything out of his i think it was left eye say the left eye he could not see anything out of it for two rounds and he still kept fighting this guy happens once, and he's. You think,
1: you nope. think Muhammad was like he's? He, he? You think he he was like the mentality? Like I'm
0: getting worked here. We better end this now because now I'm injured more. That's something I kind of was thinking about when it oh. happened, but yeah. then at the same time, I just kept thinking this is probably his first time that,
1: mm-hmm. that that's ever
0: happened to him in his career. So, that is, just,
1: yeah.
0: so just imagine the scared you're gonna get, like the scared feeling you're gonna just have within your whole body this guy is crying saying you can't see anything like i can't see like I, I feel it though when i broke my nose i couldn't see
1: out of either one of my eyes and that was pretty scary
0: really how long yeah I, I was
1: concentrating more on not seeing than than the pain of my nose being broken that i remember i was i just
0: i was freaking out i couldn't see how long did that last a few minutes it wasn't anything bad exactly like, what yeah, happened I mean, this guy, exactly what happened to this guy. He, he went into the the trainers or the doctors, and he's good. He can see out of his eye. He said no permanent damage. Oh, sweet. Good for him. Oh, so he's good. He just got to let that cut in his eye heal up, which is probably going to take maybe a month, maybe two and months. Probably, yeah. So imagine DC, on the other hand, gets poked in the eye, I think twice as well. Then he can't see. Still goes with the fight, loses that fight. But then Bilal, on the other hand, he's first time ever feeling it. He's like, man, I did get pieced up. Everybody's praising Leon Edwards on the first round, which I kind of got upset of. I'm like, bro, it's one round. You got four more to go, Mm -hmm. and this guy's still poking. So, like... What what was so special? But just cause this guy pieced him up, he pieced up Bilal Muhammad, six two versus five eight. I always root for the tall dude just because I feel like reach. that's gonna be yeah, easier to reach, easier to piece somebody up. So this guy was doing it all, punches and kicks, even hit him with some head kicks, some body kicks. He was just piecing them up for that first round, second round gets poked eye poked,
1: eye gauge. A late
0: biter, dude. The law's a late fighter, but he won most get... of his most of his victories
1: are from decisions. Mm-hmm. All Same thing rounds. with that one, so. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. It's interesting, so, man. We'll see if he gets the rematch or if he's gonna get
0: Usman or some Edward, but uh right but here I have decision. in my notes after hearing some few interviews with Dana.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Leon, no, nothing's wrong with Leon. He he yeah. basically pieced up the law. Law still gots to, you know, get healed up. He wants to run it back. Leon does not. And that's already on record saying, I don't really see a rematch. Why do I need a rematch this guy? I just fought him just because he was the only name to pop up that would actually fight me. So yeah. after hearing some interviews around, Dana White said they're going to find something for Kobe Covington, too. So I'm thinking Leon Edwards versus Kobe Covington. Mm. And if not, it's going to be Leon Edwards versus Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is already ready to run it back by June. We're in March. April, May, June, that's three months. You think he wins that fight? After the heartbreak he had to withstand with going up to the champ, and he, he thought he had it in the bag. But then the champ just goes out there and just demolishes this man. I'm pretty sure it's going to be because Kobe Covington has a history of just supposedly he, he talks to talk saying, oh, we gave this guy a contract, but he's scared. He don't want to take it. And then when it comes to the real guys that like, like wear their heart on their sleeves and tell it how it is. Find out it's been the opposite, we mm-hmm. gave Kobe this contract, but he was scared to say yes, so this guy just he has uh, this well, persona then. of being just like he wants to be the man, but he's trying too hard to be the man, mm-hmm. so I'm feeling i I feeling just for him to redeem himself is gonna be Leon versus Kobe next
1: we'll yeah. see we'll see what the odd lines are on that, and uh we'll let you know. We'll let y'all know live what's going to be happening with that.
0: For some reason, I feel like the odd lines would be even on that one. I feel like they'll both be like negative 110 each, maybe negative 120.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting, man. Did you really watch any other fights from Vegas, uh, UFC Vegas 21? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I actually watched basically all of them. But the one that really stuck out to me was... The replication of last week's pay per view. <laughs> you had Peter Yawn versus Aljamain Sterling, illegal knee to the dome, and then this guy, Anders versus the dentist. Same I like the dentist. Yeah, he he had a his last fight was with my boy Kevin Holland. So next week we'll be covering that ESPN fight night. Kevin Holland versus Derek Brunson. So, yeah, last time they fought was Kevin versus The Dentist, and that went all three rounds. It was a speculative little decision, went split decision, and Kevin ended up winning. But if you watch that, it looks like The Dentist just won that whole match. Even Kevin himself said, yo, I didn't win this match at all. Like, I don't know how I won, but I won. So I got the dub. So, I thought the dentist would come off of that loss and just be a different fighter. Dude got pieced up by Anders this whole time. He was nasty. Same position as yeah, like like
1: There's going to be a rematch, right? Mm, I don't think so. No, maybe not. Uh-uh.
0: I, just, uh-uh. uh, I just saw the same position that Aljermaine was in. It just wasn't a vicious knee that he took, but he still took a knee to the side of his head
1: there's one more no contest wasn't there besides the main event and that one there's one more i forgot who but
0: i just remember there being two no contests maybe i'm anders versus uh the dentist and leon versus muhammad ah that was nasty to watch man tell you that's that was disgusting and yeah, was, there's a good, there's just good fights all around. I like that I, Ryan I,
1: Span. Yeah. I, at mm-hmm. first, I was like Ryan Span, and then uh, versus Mika Kirkavon, or Kirk yeah, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. At first, I was like, Ryan Span's got this. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, nah, this Kirkavon's got it. But I don't know. Something about like me, me likes this uh, Ryan Span guy, but we'll see what happens. He he came up with a dub one, one minute and 11 seconds into the round
0: yeah first when when jay Banz himself was talking about ryan span i was like who is that i was like he's talking about some scrubs or who are you talking about and then i look at the fight card see the picture of ryan span and i was like oh i've seen this guy fight this guy is really good yeah i was like if you put money on this guy he easily got in the bag
1: you said you said Ryan Spann looks like uh, that type of guy that pump, punk you in front of your girl in public.
0: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> and no then right I, I listened to one of his, his post-fight interviews, and I still believe he would, but in a nice way, just because he's a very, he's a jokester. That guy yeah, that guy had, like, a nice personality, very, very happy personality type shit, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I still feel like he would punk you in front of your girl, but in all... Honesty it'll just be a jerk
1: in all due respect. <laughs> it
0: would just be like I'm just <laughs> fucking with you, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. But that, uh, was, that was those some good fights, man. I just it was the worst another bad ending to a main event. And I was just like
1: Yeah, I know. So like no one wanted to see it. Another one I was kinda like kind of tripping on because I guess it seems like the reach doesn't matter in the girls division as much. I might be off on that one, but that one with um with Nunez versus the six foot Australian chick, she the Megan. Yeah, she lost. And then last night, um, Ashley Spider Monkey Yonder versus what's her name, Angela Hill.
0: Angela Hill is a Angela Hill's
1: twelve. She was twelve and nine. Uh, Ashley was eight and six. Ashley's six foot. Angela was what five? I think five eight or something like that. Angela's a killer. Yeah, she. They said she has the longest active streak of um, continuous fights. Mm-hmm. She's just been active the most. Mm-hmm. She said this Angela Hill, the most busiest woman in the featherweight division or strawweight, whatever it is, one fifteen. What is that? One fifteen is, is strawweight. The
0: strawweights, I believe. Okay, strawweight.
1: Yeah, that's the that's their division,
0: sir. But yeah, dude, Angela Hill pieced her up, closed the gap. Yeah, Strawway division. Mixing between 106 to 115. There There's is. some thin girls right there, but... I'm thin. telling you, straight killer. Once you hear her talk, one of the sweetest voices you'll ever hear. It's like, wow, this girl just killed this chick. But then she sounds just like a teddy bear. Like, wow, this is crazy. This is so crazy. And, yeah, basically... That was basically all. It was a, it was a nice pay-per-view or a mm-hmm. nice fight night on ESPN+. Other than that, I feel like that wraps up everything. I'm not quite sure. You got anything on your end?
1: I do not. That's it, man. Just another another podcast in the books. Episode number two.
0: two. Yes, sir. <laughs> number dos. And we ain't talking equis. This is number two. On the podcast, the man with bands had the fitted cap today. Carolina representing, we still have the same dad cap with Mister J. Bands. It's more, I need some more apparel, man. And on top of this, I I forgot to mention earlier. I, I was, but I did not. The man and J. Bands now have social media. Mm. All run by Mr. J. Bands himself. He is doing a great job on the Instagram. If you want to go, just search up The Man With Bands. And that's basically on every platform, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So go give us a follow. Go give us a like. Mr. J. Bands himself is running these accounts. If you have any questions for us, feel free to DM him on The Man With Bands. Bands and we can get some of them answers or some of them questions answered also saint patty day special next week next sunday we will be filming live in the first episode that might actually be shared to y'all video like i said we have the video already saved I just don't know that much editing about the video. It was my first time editing on the audio for the first episode. So the third episode will be live from J-Ban's residence or his brother's residence, depending on how it does. It'll be probably the first episode posted where y'all can watch. And it'll be live, so it's going to be some good vibes very good vibes yeah man we're ready but uh
1: man stay tuned to some next uh, next crazy crazy action maybe dak prescott gets or uh watson will get signed somewhere we'll see what happens in this upcoming weeks and uh, as always keep those bands
0: keep those bands
1: keep those and bands I
0: appreciate on. i the listens i'm telling y'all the first couple of days we had Quite a bit of listeners, more than we were expecting. So sure. I appreciate everyone on that. That that's that has a special moment and the special part in our hearts. It's very, very uh comforting to know that everyone's listening. Not everyone, but quite a bit of people are listening. It feels great. Cool. Some nice personalities out here. And like I said, we we're basically experimenting still so this is the second episode we got a little bit of feedback with the audio so this is the first episode with actual mics so Mm -hmm. let us know on how that is if it's better it's the same who knows y'all know let us know (laughs) yeah thanks for tuning in and we'll see y'all next week.
1: So next time, deuce deuce.